My guys, welcome to another video. Welcome to the podcast. I'm getting too old for this shirt. Actually, it's called I'm too old for this shirt. With your, with you, yours truly, Alejandro Solomon over here. Uh, welcome to the podcast, guys. I'm very excited to be here with you today. I want to talk to you guys about marketing. I want to show you pretty much a lot of what I know in, in a simple way of marketing because I am legitimately really, really good at this fucking thing. And not a lot of people understand what it is, how important it is. Why do I need it for my business? How should I plan my marketing, etc. So I'm right here, guys, for you. Let's just talk about marketing. Let's just talk about the terms. Let's learn a little bit. And at the end, we're going to hear some questions because I want you all to fucking learn this. And I promise you, this is something that would cost millions of dollars because they can't teach you this shit in school. I know it better than school. And I don't often say this, but I'm very fucking good at this. I'm cha I've changed my entire life just based on what I do here on marketing. So let's start from the beginning. And at the end, we're going to take care of some questions here on the channel. Salamandrian fans, what's going on, guys? And we'll talk about that. And uh, let's go. So number one, let's talk about marketing in general. What exactly is marketing? And I'm not... I didn't go to the school for this. I didn't learn anything. I've never read a fucking book about marketing. I just want you guys to understand that. You're learning from someone who's learned it on the job, who's done it as he goes, and who got really fucking good at it, and actually invested in so many companies just based on marketing strategies and have killed it just because of what I know and what I've understood. So this is everything I'm gonna show you. Now, if my definitions, if a lot of stuff doesn't match up with the real world, Fuck the real world, you pay attention to me, and this is the only time I'm gonna tell you this because I don't think I'm better at anything else in this world than this. So let's start. Number one, what exactly is marketing? So it divides itself in many different things. Marketing and PR are two different things and a lot of people don't understand it. Marketing is more of like the art of building a brand so that people can compare it and relate it to Gucci. Marketing is also the ability for you to be able to get that brand, that product to as many eyes as possible. PR refers more to the relationships between people, companies, and others. What do I mean by that? I mean, if I need someone to do PR for my company, I'm gonna hire someone that can connect me with a TV show so that I can be on that show. Someone that connects me with a newspaper. That's a PR person. PR people are also the ones in charge of like sending care packages these people should be just assistants. And what else? What else does a PR person does? And also, a PR person that's really good understands uh, crisis management. So crisis management means when a celebrity has a problem, they don't know how to spin it. We do that spin. We make that other point of view a thing, and then we convey it to people in that way. Now, the world has changed so much that people are learning marketing from a book right now, and it's ridiculous because there's nothing written in the books about what's going on in today's world. Nothing. There's literally nothing. And I know, Alejandro, you just said you, you have never read a book about it. Well, if there was a book that talked about how everything is working right now, I would find people that know how to navigate the waters of marketing, and they don't. So in today's world, we've seen marketing evolve. And I'm going to tell you a little story about me. And this is why I was so passionate about starting my own marketing firm and so passionate about what I do. Because years ago, I put together a company called Fanatics. And this was a sports social network, right? And I hired one of the top marketing firms in Hollywood because I was in Hollywood. I know how this works. You hire one of these firms, you pay them 10, 20, $30,000 a month 
for six months straight because they ask you for a minimum, right? No marketing strategies developed so fast. So we went out there, we put together this company, we created the technology, we built it all, and we needed to launch the website. So to launch the website, we hired a marketing company, like I said, from Hollywood, big retainer a month, a team of 12, 15 people on the table, right? And they're all pitching me awesome shit. They're all telling me how amazing they are and how incredible is everything that, that we're doing and how easy it is for them to just make a phone call and connect me with the show, with the magazine, with Forbes, with these guys, everything, right? And on our side, we created the technology. We had the, the release date. And also at the same time, we grabbed the biggest soccer star in the world. His name is Lionel Messi. At least he was at the time, right? So we grabbed the biggest soccer player in the world. We had Carlos Slim, one of the richest men on earth at that time. If he was not the, he might've been the richest guy on earth at that time to fund the whole thing. ESPN broadcasted this show in over, I don't know how many fucking countries, right? We rented a whole stadium. We had all of the major soccer players from Mexico and Latin America, including Brazil, come to Mexico. Guess how much publicity we got out of that by the marketing company? Zero. Zero. Aside from like a couple of irrelevant fucking ads, zero. And do you guys know why? Because that marketing company told me that I had not created a story for my brand, that I didn't have anything exciting to share with others. And hence, they couldn't get their job done. Now, mind you, as someone who does what I do now, I can say those people are just fucking imbeciles and they have no, absolutely no idea of what they're doing. And I was scammed by a company in Hollywood that has a humongous building, 15 people that show up to every single meeting when they have a client so they can tell them how great they are. And then at the end of the day, they don't fucking do anything, right? So that was my experience with marketing. And it was not only my last one and my first experience. I did so many movies and so many other projects where we hired these guys, like the classic, uh, hey, by the way, do you have a company that sells things online? Hit me up. I'll do marketing for three months and I'm going to increase your revenue into this, this, and those also did those. I've tried all of them and I've come to realize they're all a bunch of fucking idiots hoping, hoping that your project will become viral and they can tag themselves on your project, period. So I learned that. And when I did that and I learned those things and I saw it happening more and more and more, I always trusted, you know, I'm very good at social media. I know how to create a following. I know how to engage an audience. I know how to talk to them. I know how to keep them everywhere. So it kind of feels like that is a little bit of marketing. Fast forward years later, and I started my own company, right? And I started my own company because I was doing a lot of YouTube and I was blowing up a lot of businesses and I knew how to make a story about their businesses. And it started to blow up on that side. I created my own company based on that called Cup Gang and it was clothing and this and it fucking worked. And I started doing it for all of my other friends and it worked. Their businesses blew up. Everything started blowing up. Then from there, I had huge companies call me and hire me to work for them. And when I started working for them, I saw how many millions of dollars I was bringing through my activations to their pockets. And I said, dude, and even though I was making really good money, because I mean, the, the last big check I got for it was over half a million dollars for a year contract, not complaining about it. I was still making them so much more money that I decided to retire to not fucking do it for anybody else other than for myself, because I wanted to keep those gains and that value. And Therefore, I started a lot of businesses with the principle of we're going to operate like we're a marketing company that also sells whatever product. So that is the basic of every single one of my businesses. Now, let's get started as to why this is so important. 
Uh, because I really do legitimately think that if you do marketing right, there's nothing that can stop you. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Because if you're doing marketing the right way, there's no one that won't buy your product. There's no one that will refuse to learn about your product. There's no one that, that won't see the value in what you're doing. So let's start from the beginning. Let's do the terms real quick because everything evolved fast with social media, right? And then we had a lot of people pop up as social media marketing managers, right? Like we had those people that manage your social media, that do all of these things on your Instagram page. And a lot of people wonder, how is that not working for me? Well, let me tell you why it's not working. Because you hired a social media manager that you contacted off the street that has never done YouTube, that has never done social media or anything in numbers that they can show you that they've done. Uh, and you hire that person that only knows how to run an Instagram account. Literally, that's all they do know how to do, like make a post, use hashtags and all that stuff. And this is the people that you're basing and giving your business to in order for you to make millions of dollars. And that is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Number one, what is the objective of marketing in social media or any other platform that you can imagine? Get as many views as you can. And the kicker here is get them as cheap as you can. So here's a few examples. You want to put a commercial for 8 million people in American Idol? Well, that's going to cost you probably, well, if American Idol was still a thing, uh, that would probably cost you $5 million a spot, right? But if you go to the Mexican radio, for example, right? The Mexican radio in the US. If you just go to the Latin stations with people with absolute buying power and whatnot, and you give that announcement, that same ad, the 8 million people is going to cost you like $50. There are so many discrepancies in, 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 in pricing for everything that you do that you need to learn what are the good ways of spending your money and what are the bad ways of spending your money in order to get to your end goal, which is getting to as many eyes as possible, no matter what the fuck. That is the fucking principle of this, right? So number one, TV, radio, and all of the old forms of this, except radio, maybe, because radio is still efficient in, cer in certain ways and in certain uh, uh, occasions. But for the most part, TV advertising is done. It's dead. It's an absolute waste of money. It doesn't bring you anything whatsoever anymore. And it's absolutely not engaging. Absolutely. A thing of the past, you need to produce content that's so expensive to be able to place it there. And the deliverables for a TV ad are insane. So let's fucking forget about that. That means nothing. The numbers that TV is giving you are absolutely rigged. I used to make movies and get paid $2 million to make a movie to, to sell it to uh, 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 I'm sorry, to have an opening night of 800,000 viewers and no one has ever seen my movies. I go make a YouTube video. I literally get from ad money like $40 and I actually get 400,000 people to watch the video and I get people on the street to recognize me. So the, the, the TV, the, all of the old school media thing is done. Number two, this is another thing that I do every single time I show up to a company to work uh, with them is do not hire a celebrity. Celebrities not real influencers, celebrities don't sell anything. It is the biggest waste of money in the world because they're used to these gigantic paychecks that are unsustainable by an industry that's not sustainable, like the film industry, the commercial industry. And they've inflated their egos to the point where they make them think like they actually matter something. But let me tell you something, as someone who's used celebrities for everything that I do, they're, worth, they're really worthless. People don't listen to them. People don't trust them. People don't know anything about them. So why the fuck are they going to spend money where they say? Now, mind you, what is the difference between a celebrity and an influencer? And this is a big, massive gap because 
Whether you're a celebrity in the traditional way, you're an actor in Hollywood, you're a musician, or you're this, you can still be a celebrity and not be an influencer. And all of the creators, the people that do what I do, we're all creators. There's very few influencers. Influencers in the celebrity world, easy to spot. Uh, Leo DiCaprio, because he's changing the fucking world, right? Uh, who else? Jessica Simpson, because she sells a billion dollars worth of fucking clothing in Walmart. Even if, oh, that's not my target audience. It's just fucking fat people from out of nowhere. It doesn't fucking matter. She's moving a billion dollars. J-Lo in the singing world. J-Lo moves a lot of money in uh, makeup. Same thing with Beyonce. But if you go to people like Snooki, if you go to people like, and I don't want to insult anyone, but like, man, there's so many celebrities that just absolutely bring no sales, nothing to the table. And I'm, I, I just don't mean like low class, low tier celebrities. I mean, 99% of celebrities don't sell anything. So you want to spend your money well in this industry. Do not spending on celebrities. Give it to influencers, influencers. An influencer is someone that has a loyal following, knows how to manage a community, and that community will buy anything from that person. And you've seen it over and over again. There's a lot of creators that do the same thing that do, uh, uh, that, you know, I used to do the car thing. And there's a lot of creators that do the car thing and they can't even fucking sell socks. They can't because they're just fucking people that are dedicated to the fucking thing that they do. And people watch them because they're informative. Don't get it twisted. So, in order for me to make a marketing plan, uh, I want to guide you and I want to walk you through what I do with my businesses. Because if you're starting a business, you want to start day one with a marketing plan. Everybody, and this is something I was just talking to, I'm hiring a CEO for a company and we're going through all of the problems that they've had, like uh, uh, the guy with the companies that he's worked with and whatnot. And it's the fact that no one saves money for marketing. No one knows what the fuck to do with marketing. No one understands it, right? So, I'm going to let you in into my world so that you understand how I manage my shit. I go and open a, um, I saw the Diddy, I saw that 50 Cent, I saw that, uh, what's his face, George Clooney, all became billionaires by selling alcohol. And they're all influencers. They're all coming from a world where whatever they fucking smoke, whatever they drink, whatever they do, people want, period. So I said, I need to do something in that space. No one as a small creator, a content creator is doing it. I'm going to create an alcohol company based on that. Forget about how we got to the alcohol part. And we said, how are we going to make this successful? What's going to be the difference between us and everybody, everybody else in the space? And it's going to be rather simple. We have a huge amount of following. We do consider ourselves influencers because whatever we put in front of people, they'll buy because they trust us. We have a very genuine, uh, I don't know if that, that you say it like that. We have a very honest relationship with our followers. The garbage that you see on camera is the garbage that you get. There's nothing else. There's no one hiding behind anything. There's not going to be an evil story about Alejandro that you didn't know about. All the shittiness about me and all of my friends is out there for all of you guys to see. And that is very important. Honesty in this. So we put together a team that had about 60 million followers all together. So we started with a base of 60 million followers. What does that do? That allows me to announce my product two weeks before its launch and tell people, 60 million people, hey, we're going to be selling this product. And not only we're going to be selling it, let me tell you about it. And rather than let me, uh, let me sell you it, let me tell you about it. So we start telling people and educating everybody and, uh, around it. And 60 million people in two weeks, found out what the fuck Mezcal was. Then we gave him stories. We actually made him a part of it. Before we even started selling, we explained what it was. Then comes the really exciting moment where it's our time to sell. And 
when when it's our time to sell, we we're able to just go online because we have that audience instantly available. So we open up the faucet online and we start selling like crazy because we don't need anything else. Quickly, we realized that we needed stores. If you want to really be successful in the alcohol industry, you want to get into as many retailers as possible, right? So the first thing we said is, let's go get retail. Unfortunately, the pandemic got in the way. And the first thing that we noticed was the world is changing. Let's move to online supply because everybody's going to be home. So this is obviously more than marketing. This is strategy. We went on to the online side of things and we started uh, focusing on Amazon.com. And Amazon in Mexico actually lets you sell alcohol, just so you guys know. And uh, we focused on that and Amazon opened the door to us because they needed publicity for their brand and we have 60 million followers. So we do a trade. You put us here, we publish uh, about Amazon without really publishing about Amazon. We're just there and people will buy it. Boom, said and done, became the most sold mezcal in Amazon week one. Then we go into Amazon's competitor in Mexico that happened to be bigger than Amazon, Mercado Libre. We go in there, do the same thing and fucking crush it. And we start placing everywhere just based on the fact that we are going to do marketing for you that you spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in and you're not going to have to do that. All you need to do is put me in there and we all win. You sell my shit and because you sell my shit, you're getting, uh, you're getting a commission. You're also getting a promotion because I'm selling my stuff in your platform and the final benefit is mine and the final benefit is also my, my end users, right? Because instead of me charging them 750 pesos for a bottle, I can charge actually the same price as it costs to get at any liquor store right now. So there's a lot of benefits already on the chain get there. And then we started talking to, uh, as the pandemic slowed down, we started talking to distributors and it was the same thing. We need people to come in here. We need people to show up to our store. So what are you going to do? So what we do is we do exactly the same. We bring more and more people into, uh, we bring more and more of those eyes into those businesses and everyone starts growing. So the reason why people bought our mezcal is not because we came out and we started saying like, oh, look at the bottle, it's beautiful. The bottle was designed from the start with a marketing purpose. We wanted to have a cool story. We wanted to give away more than just a brand. We wanted to give it purpose. We wanted to make sure that if we expanded into other different kinds of avenues, we had an out and all that stuff. So we thought about everything backwards. We reversed engineering this product. So we did that. Then we wanted a name that sounded amazing in English, but sounded strong in Spanish. Avion, Patron, Aleron, right? So, bam, that's another fucking hit. Then we wanted a logo that made it look classy, but not mega expensive and unattainable, but also for people to go, I want to have that. So we created the logo, the bottle, the everything super high end without absolutely uh, making people unrelated to our product, without really becoming Gucci day one, without, without really, really pushing uh, uh, Classy Azul day one. We wanted people to find it approachable. Uh, we wanted people to see it and say, I can have that. We wanted people to think, man, if I need to spend a little bit more, I'll do it because it's quality. Then we wanted to create an awesome story as to why the product is different from everything else. And the fact was the product was very different from everything else from day one because I love mezcal, but I've always heard Americans say, oh my God, it's so smoky. I can't drink it. I can't drink it. So we made the, the softest, least uh, uh, hard-hitting mezcal that's out there in the market. And every time people try it, they say, man, this is so different from what I'm used to. And that's a big separator. So marketing also comes from, from within your, pro uh, your product. Every single one of the properties of your product are marketing material. My stuff is made in a place called Durango. 
So I market it as, guys, we are from the uh, lands of Durango. So I can talk to those people. I can go do something cool with them. The other thing is we're not doing it in a plastic bottle, blah, blah, blah. So it's better for the environment. Uh, we're also just grabbing plants that literally are in, in, in all of the land that we have. So we don't have to spend money on water. These grow by themselves and also added another uh, uh, another key part, which is self-sustainability. Uh, self so, self so we add, uh, uh, and this is more than just the, the marketing side, but just doing good with a product does well for your brand. So we went out there and started planting more agave for every agave that we pulled out and started building more and more and more so that people will have more in the future. So all of these things that we're doing that are, a lot of people would consider normal are a marketing excuse for you to remind people that your product is out there. Now, here's another big thing you need to know about marketing. You can't hope to sell anything by selling something. Now, that's going to fuck with your head a lot. And what exactly do I mean by that? It's rather simple. Think about your social media and your marketing efforts as a real person. Think about your Instagram account for your business as a real person, right? So imagine you sell flowers and as, as an Instagram account and the three posts that you make a day are about like, hey, buy my flowers, buy my flowers, buy my flowers. These are the great flowers, buy, buy it at discount. What if, and now put yourself in these shoes, what if your product was a regular person that you saw on the street and each Instagram post was uh, uh, was an encounter of you and that person. So whenever you see someone on the street and for the first time they go, hey, you should buy my shit. You're gonna be like, oh, thank you, I'm good, I'm good, walk around. Then you keep walking and then you see them again that day and they're like, by the way, I have this thing in discount, you should really buy it now. You're probably gonna go like, I'm not interested, sir, thank you very much, continue to walk. And the third time you see that motherfucker coming in and showing you what discount or what, you're gonna walk the fuck away. That is what everybody's doing on their Instagram. The art of marketing is not the art, uh, uh, is not sell me, sell me, sell me. The art of marketing is the art of the no sale and benefit to the client. So that is way bigger than any way that you're going to treat this. Okay. Now, here's another thing, another tip that I'm going to give you for your marketing, uh, for your marketing, uh, uh, <laughs> for your marketing adventures. If you're at a, a stage where you're going to hire a company to do your marketing and this company is going to tell you, I'm going to hire influencers and this and that, right? If that company tells the influencers how to influence, that person has no fucking idea of what they're doing because a marketing person cannot tell an influencer or a creator how to create for their audience. So that is the best and number one signal that you're hiring the wrong person. You can have baselines on what you're saying. Like, for example, don't mention gambling if you're investing in something. Don't mention uh, easy money if you're selling a financial thing. Go nuts. But instead, they send you a fucking script that doesn't sound anything like you for you to sell an ad. And that absolutely destroys all of your engagement. And that instantly puts you in that category as the same Instagram person showing up somewhere and you become unbelievable and people want nothing to do with you. This is key that you understand. You're hiring for your company, a marketing agency, and they instantly tell you they're going to hire influencers and they tell the influencers what to do. Those people have no fucking idea of what they're doing. It's like hiring a movie director like Steven Spielberg to direct your movie. But me, the... The producer is going to tell, right? The marketing director is going to tell Steven Spielberg how he must shoot his movie. 
That is the stupidest fucking thing in the world to do. So that within itself shows you. Now let's talk about terms. Let's talk about some of the terms that you guys find, right? Social media manager. Do not hire a 15-year-old. Do not hire your niece. This is one of the most important jobs out there. And you're hiring people without any knowledge whatsoever on the space. The best uh, piece of advice I can give you when it comes to hiring a social media manager, hire someone that has already created a community, hire someone that already has numbers and fuck 30,000, fuck 50,000, fuck 100,000. Tell them to really show you what the fuck is up and big numbers elsewhere. They're going to charge a lot of money, no question about it, but they will give you every single one of the dollars that you're investing in them back and then a lot more. Okay, so that's one. Number two, your distribution outlets. Everybody's fucking blinded by the fact that, you know, my industry works in this way. The easiest example I can give you is the NFT world. Everybody in the NFT world, you get into any single conversation with NFT people and they're all like, if you want to get it, make it big on, 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 on NFTs, do Twitter and also Discord. That's all you need. Absolute horseshit. The more you talk about something on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, on, on Discord, on Twitter, on all of these different outlets, the more eyes will listen to it and the more people will go and buy your shit. The problem from these people is they don't realize because they don't have a big Instagram account. They don't have a big Facebook account. They don't have anything. So if you're marketing to people, make sure you utilize all and every single one of the outlets, TikTok. Instagram, uh, YouTube, Facebook, etc. Every single one of them, not just one. You want to get as many different uh, uh, eyes as possible. Another, uh, 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 another piece of advice: if you're worried about, if you're worrying about the message and whatnot, there are a lot of teams that do marketing that are incredible at putting messages together, at creating branding. So marketing and branding go hand in hand because a good marketer will tell you, dude, you want to create this type of box so that it helps you with uh, uh, when you place in stores, when you do this, and also for people to see it instantly. Like that's a good branding marketing person. A lot of branding people want to also give you advice on marketing. And most branding people have no fucking idea of how to open Instagram, how to open YouTube, how to do a commercial on TV, none of that shit. So make sure you know your branding and marketing are two different things. Now, PR and marketing. PR and marketing are two very different things. The PR person is the one in charge, like I said, of of contacting you with the people that you want to get to, to the opportunities, to uh, uh, to contact other companies that do what you do. You're... you're PR person should never handle marketing. Never, 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 unless that person is an expert at marketing, which 99% of the time it's not. I promise you that it's not. Whew, man, what what else is, is there in marketing aside from PR? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, 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 PR. Whenever you have a bad thing happen to you, whenever you don't want negativity coming into your page and whatnot, so if you want to hire a PR person that just handles crisis and knows how to talk to people, the best thing that you're going to be able to do is get someone that has a following in here because someone that has a following understands how people react, right? Like I know before putting out a video when you guys are going to be pissed off. Uh, if you guys don't believe me, it's fine. But I know before I say anything, how you guys are going to react to it. It's just something that we have the people that do what I do. So you want to hire someone like that. Why? Because everything you say can be fixed. 
unless you fucking did something horrible, which fuck you if you did, you can always get out of your uh, out of the hole by just being honest. And this is why honesty is so important in everything that you you do with your company and, and, and with your products. Because if you're not being completely honest with your audience, with the customer, with everyone, when you fuck up and you want to say something, they're not going to believe you. And that's when you lose them. So it's very important that you keep an open relationship with your audience, that you don't think you know better than them, that uh, you don't think that you are going to safeguard them from like finding out the truth of anything. That's not true. That's not, that's not the way it's done. You're supposed to make sure that your message is always clear. And if you fuck up, you're human and people see that and it's no problem. Uh, what else? What else is there to uh, say about marketing, digital marketing that you guys might want to learn? I think I'm going to leave it open. Uh, I'm going to open the floor up for you guys to ask me any questions so we can complement everything that I just gave you because I just threw a lot of terms, a lot of uh, the way things work and I might be missing something. So I want to make sure that you guys are here. Ask me the questions that you want to ask and uh, let's, let's answer them because marketing will make you more money than anything in this world. The world is now connected in a way where if you control the eyes and ask Facebook and ask Instagram and Twitter, you will win. Okay. So now I'm reading the questions, guys. Be patient with me. We just went viral in our county's edition Shark Tank and sell like crazy. How can we keep the ball rolling and stay relevant? Uh, Mikel, that's a great question. So how can you keep a business relevant? How can you... Um, Uh, after you have a big exposure of marketing, what do you do? So it happens to everybody. And I want to say 99% of people haven't figured this out. You as a company need to tell people as your customers how you're evolving. So the best example I can give you is with Aileron. So first is, by the way, guys, we're, we're so this is the first marketing uh, before launch. So I separate my marketing pre-launch, launch, post-launch, post and after launch, Uh, every, I want to say that every six weeks I revise the strategy and it depends if it's a digital thing, I'll do it every three weeks because it's much faster. The behavior and the patterns are much faster, much faster to see. So the way to do it, to answer, uh, to answer Mikkel's question is rather simple. When I do my marketing for launch, I think about all of the awesome stuff that I found out that was interesting and cool for people to find out. Uh, for them to find out while, like, like I did. Then when I launch, I do the, we're here and I focused on the stores. I focused on the uh, sales experience. I focused on how I got there and why are we in those stores? And then the afterwards will be for me, like, guys, you're never going to believe this. We're finally on Amazon and that's more marketing. You announcing being on Amazon, but rather than just a fucking boring announcement, share with the world your fucking emotions of how excited you are that your product is now on Amazon and find a creative way to displaying that. And you're going to do the same thing for each one of these achievements that your company unlocks. You're going to share that excitement with everyone because that is truly marketing. Everything else is garbage. Everything else is just me telling you buy this, period. So I hope that that answered your question. In order for you to stay relevant, you need to keep pushing your goals and you need to keep sharing those goals so that people become invested with your product and your brand and keep buying. What's your relationship with social media? I'm tired of it, but I need it. That's what Gaspar Leet is saying. So Gaspar, absolutely, my, my relationship with social media, it's kind of like, it used to be the same as you. I'm now again excited about creating again. I'm now excited about being authentic. Um, I think really, real is coming back. 
into the world of uh, uh, digital creating. Digital creation is exhausting right now and Instagram is exhausting for you guys and for all of us because everything is so fake. Because now you can't be just you. Now you have to fucking dress up, fucking put on a suit, throw the perfume, go out to the dance and then Instagram. Whereas before you were in your boxers Instagramming. That is the real exhaustion that we're getting right now on social media and it'll go away. It's very important that you keep a, a healthy relationship with your social media and, and know when it's necessary and when you're doing it for business. It's incredibly important. And also your boundaries. Set up boundaries with your social media and what you're willing and not willing to do during, the, uh, during your work hours. Because man, it'll fucking eat you alive. So um, I have a really good relationship with my social media now, but it, it's always something that you need to keep evolving because it's not a relationship with social media. In my case, it's my relationship with millions of you guys. So it's really exhausting on my end to manage that. I think I found a way. I think uh, uh, every week I'm getting better at it, but it, it's hard. And specifically for you guys that are not liking the space and, and come from the same place that we come from or people like me come from, because it, man, you have so much to discover and find out. And we talked about it on the Instagram is killing us video here. Uh, how would you launch a simple niche like yoga studio? So it, it's rather simple, dude. What makes your yoga studio different, right? And then I would get people that like to work out. I, I mean, listen, I did a launch for a gym for someone else. I helped them like say, this is what you're going to do. And it was rather simple, right? Number one, come up with a really cool catchphrase and thing that you're going to provide that no one else did. And because of the sport that we were doing, that was easy to accomplish. Once we got that, all we did was I invited people that did what I did, right? To work out with me for free. The pictures, the pictures come up like for free because when people work out, people are willing to share pictures and people are willing to talk about it more than you believe. So if you invite people that have not a big audience, but even smaller audiences into your studio, giving memberships for free, that's marketing dollars that's worth so much more than what you're giving for free. And this is a really simple one. If you're just talking about like a really nice small niche location, easy. Aside from influencers, what's the best tool to promote my brand? Um, so Andrea, I don't know what your brand is. And so for example, if you were in crypto, I wouldn't be able to say Facebook, Instagram, because you can't do advertise, uh, you can't advertise directly for that type of stuff. But uh, uh, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and Google ads are legitimately the best way to get to people if you're not using influencers. The, the sad reality of this is the most engaging and the least and, and still the worst paid way to advertise is through influencers. Because even though we're making money, we're not making anything compared to what we sell. Nothing. 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 I mean, I've businesses worth millions of dollars just on the principle that influencers sell the product. Millions of dollars. So think about that. Uh, what's a, the best thing that a game studio can do to keep growing? Keep it, I mean, obviously you keep developing that game and let's just think that you're doing only one video game and keep inviting more people to play it over and also tournaments, inviting people that do esports if if you fall into that category is always great. Remember, you want to see people having fun with your product and then you want to see people sharing that fun with your product, right? So anytime you can uh, uh, create an opportunity for that to happen, you're going to make a sale. Do you, do you need a degree to do marketing at any level? Esteban, no. If I actually saw that you came out of school with a marketing degree, I'd never hire you because then you're going to tell me you know what you're doing because you read a book and it doesn't apply to the world today. So no, 
Was Pucupals a failure due to the marketing or other factors should be taken into consideration? So Pucupals was a success based on the marketing. What Pucupals was a failure at was delivering and putting it in different places to be able to get to different stores and increase the volume of our sales along with price, uh, uh, along with pricing and different other products. So the reason why Pucupals failed was the main founders didn't have time or couldn't afford to work on Pucupals. And that's a huge no-no. I mean, those are things, dude, that, that was a, a, a business that I did like a fucking retard and a 12-year-old. Now that I, I'm doing this, I'd never touch it because I'd have to, dude, like selling alcohol is hard. Imagine selling fucking backpacks. I w the only way that I would do a backpack business is if a guy that already has a massive backpack business with insane presence everywhere or in certain territories would tell me, can you help me out? You don't start anything from zero. At least not me. I'm too old. I, I can do things much faster now. Do you spend more money on marketing uh, pre, during, post-launch? Or is it consistent uh, throughout? So I want to say, normally when you're doing a launch, you want more eyeballs on you. So I'd recommend 100% if you have, because we don't have a budget, right? We, we do it for free because this is the service that we provide for ourselves. Uh, but if I had money to spend, and when we do, for example, with events, we do it on the launch. Uh, launch would be the most important thing because that's you letting everybody know I'm here and this is the type of pace and the type of setup and the type of brand and the type of people we are, like that we are. So here you go. Here's like a little taste of all of us at our best. That's me. Uh, afterwards, the only time you spike up your marketing uh, efforts with money is whenever you have a big su success to share with others so that they can also come in. So, for example, right now in Root Golems, we're waiting for one thing to happen and then I'm going to expand my marketing efforts into others, into other territories. I'm going to start paying people in order for them to come. Why? Because once they see the other thing that I did on top of everything else that we've done, they're going to say, shit, I better get on this right now. So that's a big opportunity for me. And I want to make sure that I can cash it. What is the best way to retain semen? Uh, cross your legs like this and make sure your dick and balls are behind you. That's what I'd recommend. Generally, in what should you hire your marketing team as a new company or does it vary based on your business? I think it, 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 very, it varies based on your business, but man, there are new people that do marketing, that do what I do. I legitimately, I get brought up. Well, not anymore. When I used to do it, I'd walk in into an office with 30 people in the marketing department. And I was like, what are these guys doing? I haven't even heard anything about you. I see some shitty pamphlets. Why is there 30 people sitting in here? And it always blows my mind uh, that, that people are just willing to hire like all these people that are so redundant. There are, and, and again, because of social media, there are people that can do 30 jobs at once. And, and it's not about like saving money because you're going to have to pay that person. But save liability, dude. You don't have to hire 50 people. That means 50 payroll taxes less. That means less payroll to worry about. That means less people to fucking give you shit. So hire like a Swiss army knife in here. This is the best way to go. If you hire someone that already has a following within your business, you already started with the right foot. So think about those things. And I think I'm going to do one more question and I'm going to go. 
what do you think about Mr. Beast virtual restaurants concept? He was able to launch 300 restaurants in one go. That's what I'm saying. The world is not the same anymore. The people that are doing your marketing should not be the same either. Because now we can open things remotely. I can, Mr. Beast opened a remote burger chain. You know, I'm not here to tell you the burgers are great or bad, but he opened 300 fucking locations to deliver from. Like there's one by my house and I live in the middle of fucking nowhere. That's crazy. <laughs> I like when people ask me specifically like for their business because <laughs> I do charge a lot of money for that. Uh, where do you get the ideas for your marketing campaigns? The ideas are based on the product and uh, the product, the, the, the people around it, the state of the product, what's been done before, what hasn't been done and how can I make it fresh? So they all come from here. They're situational. You know how I used to laugh all day long in those videos with Farshad and Buddy and whatnot? It's because I was just spitballing like fucking comedy and jokes and stupidity all day long. I do the same thing with marketing ideas. So that, <laughs> or with any idea for anything, that helps me tremendously. So I think with that, I'm going to leave you guys. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of I'm Too Old for This Shirt. And uh, I'll see you guys here next time. Uh, thank you very much for your attention. Take care. And I hope this helps. I hope this helps.